Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. And welcome to Your Utah. This is Taylor Powers here with Ethan Miller bringing you all things on the Wasatch Front. And on the Wasatch Front is a canyon that I had no idea existed. Yes. That Ethan went hiking this weekend. And dogs are allowed. Uh, yeah, it's a great <laughs> one. And, and could I put a final point yeah. on it? Not only did you not know it existed, but you drive past it I all the time. I drive past it like at least once a week. So, so for me to discover something that's new to me but also brand new to you, that's a huge victory <laughs> yeah. to me. But uh, before we discuss that, I want to bring up uh, an event that's going on at Snowbird. Yeah. Right up Little Cottonwood Canyon. Um, and that is Family Flicks at Snowbird. And it's yeah. every Friday night until August 4th. We're about halfway through it. I didn't know that it was happening. It started on June 23rd. Yeah. it's This is a really cool event because you get up there, you get up out of the valley, and it is beautiful up there in the evenings and mm-hmm. on the and at night, and they project the film onto the side of the tram house. Yeah, yeah. up on that big uh, concrete portion of the tram house that sticks mm-hmm. up above the plaza, they project it right onto the mm-hmm. tram. It's really cool. Yeah. So the movies are it's, it's family flick night. So the movies are they're both adult and kid friendly. Like I looked at the list and I would go see all of these movies. Okay. So the ones that we have left. On July 21st is Mona, that newer Disney movie. Yes, yes. The favorite of my daughter. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have not seen it yet. Um, on the 28th is Sandlot, a classic. Right. Especially here locally. It was filmed here in Salt Lake. It was? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, you can go around and uh, do the Sandlot tour and you see the houses and the... Oh, my gosh. I think a couple of years ago someone actually built the built on the on the lot itself. Oh, I really? might be I might be wrong about that, but... Mm. Yeah, it was t- totally right here. Well, a Utah favorite then, yeah. Sandlot. And then on August 4th, which I'm probably going to go to this one, Fantastic Beasts. Oh, I never saw that. You should go to it. Yeah, that is a really good one. Or just see it. <laughs> and a nice newer newer film, yeah, too, just yeah. in the last year or so. Um, That's good. And so they start all the movies about 30 minutes after sunset. And on the website, they list the sunset for each night so you know – approximately when the movie's going to start. And then you can get up there early, get your spot, and watch the sunset, mm-hmm. So, and then see a movie. And lawn chairs and coolers are welcome. They're not going to prohibit you from bringing anything in. Well, and you really ought to take a lawn, a lawn chair because mm-hmm. this is on a concrete plaza. Yeah, it's not so, on grass. Now, you, if you lay a blanket down, 
congratulations. Kids, <laughs> a little uncomfortable. But uh, if that's what you want to do, that's fine. That might be yeah. good for kids, but I, I think especially grown-ups, bring yeah. your bring your camp chairs. Or maybe one of those um, <clears throat> those inflatable couches that they have now uh, that right? you just like swing in the air and fill it up and buckle and then, it. And it's then like a little it. couch. Yeah, yeah, that work. That would work. Um, you know, you got some options. And then they also their little outdoor cafeteria the bird feeder is going to be open and they're going to be selling some movie theater favorites you know popcorn and cotton candy and all the goodies that you cool. that you want to have at the movies and this is a free event right yeah it, i mean you, you just you just yeah. roll up and you, you just show up and you hang out and you enjoy the film mm-hmm. i love that i know i've well, i've a couple of other minor tips mm-hmm. so the chairs yes bring a jacket yeah, a jacket. You're going to be up high elevation. Yeah. You're going to want it's going to get cold, and especially a blanket. If you, especially if you're just sitting there. Yeah, you yeah, know, definitely. You're going to get cold. Blanket or a jacket, um, and then also just if you have younger kids, be aware that the sunset is not until after eight thirty, and then the movie is going to start thirty minutes after, and you're going to be looking at about an hour to two hour long movie. Not getting home till probably eleven or eleven thirty. So if that doesn't work for your family. You know, just be aware. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, uh, you know, there's an easy way around all of this, and that is just you pump your kids full of sugar <laughs> while you're up there. Keep them going. Cotton candy, here you go. <laughs> Let them crash in the car yeah. on the way home. So, uh-huh. look, I've played this game a million times. I'm a pro. <laughs> I'm a pro at this. Well, that is a that is a really neat event. event. Snowbird has done so much mm-hmm. to turn, to, to be a year-round place yeah they're Tons they're my tons. go-to for if someone's visiting and wants to go to a resort yeah take them to snowbird uh we went up to the top of the tram over the weekend you did and yeah and it was uh it was it was really fun to get out we went up we could see the smoke from the alpine fire mm. <laughs> and but it was neat they had and they had a big bow hunting convention oh i've been there for that have you it's so cool to see and so they're all of course people carrying bows around i didn't know what was going on so we're you know we're walking through the parking lot and there are these guys with bows Uh and i'm like what are those guys doing (laughs) yeah where are they going there's no hunting at snowbird right yeah and then i get up there it's like oh everyone's got bows Mm -hmm. so what they did is you know there's that road that that leads from the top of hidden peak all the way down to the tram base yeah and so what they did is they set up little archery areas mm-hmm. at different points along the road. And so if you are participating in the archery shoot, you take the tram up to the top and then you walk down the road, stopping at each place to, mm-hmm. to try to the different targets. And do they still have the uh, – They when I was there, they had cutouts of different – Animals, yeah, they had <laughs> they even had dinosaurs. They had all kinds of things. They had this giant cobra, uh, like this yeah. cobra with its you know things out. It was like four feet mm-hmm. tall, this huge thing. Yeah, they had all different kinds of fun things to shoot. Yeah, it seems and like a fun event for hunters. It, it was pretty neat. But uh, one thing though, and kind of the highlight of the trip, and this was kind of a classic Stobert moment because Stobert does so well at getting you up into the mountains, mm-hmm. is as we came down the tram there's an area a big steep snow field which is not really accessible by trail mm-hmm. and on that snow field a doe had paused to nurse her fawn oh wow right there right under the tram yeah as we went down just... it, it was really neat this fawn nursing mm-hmm. it, was, it was cool it was a cool moment 
That is cool. It was classic. Get some nice wildlife. Yeah, nature. classic snowbird moment. Little mm-hmm. did they know that just over the, just over the, just, you know, about 150 yards away were a bunch of guys that Bow were looking hunters. forward to killing that deer and here in the next coming weeks, but, yeah. or in the next few months, but. Well, not the doe. Not the fawn. Not They'll the They'll shoot fawn. the doe, yeah. Oh, they will. Yeah, but not mm. the doe. Or not, uh, not the fawn. If you're interested in the hunting event, they usually have a few of them in every summer. So you can look that up on Snowbird's <laughs> yeah. website as well. All right. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to grab a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to tell you about the time that I was able to let Taylor in on something about Utah's Wasatch Mountains that she didn't know, a place she'd never been. It was a proud moment for me. So as you enter Big Cottonwood Canyon, so imagine you're driving up, maybe you're driving up from Fort Union, or maybe you're coming in on that road that takes you in from the 6200 South mm-hmm. exit on, I- on 215. But you approach the canyon. You may or may not have ever noticed that to the right of the canyon, so on the south end, is a small little canyon, real rocky canyon that just kind of runs parallel. Just right up that first slope. It doesn't go very far back in. It's not very large, but that is called Ferguson Canyon. And I got to go and hike it this weekend. And I had an awesome time. And it's the kind of place where Big Cottonwood Canyon is so dominated and so dominating in that view, mm-hmm. you don't really notice it. I've never noticed you it. You don't before. really see it. You just think, oh, look at all those rocks. And Pretty you don't rocks. really notice that, oh, that's its own little canyon. Yeah. Now, again, it's not large, it's a couple miles in. Mm-hmm. But uh, you may have noticed there's a water tank there mm-hmm. up to the right, again, up to the right as you, as you approach Big Cottonwood Canyon, up above that neighborhood. That's the trailhead. The trailhead is at the water tank. That is so cool. It really is cool. So we hiked back up in there and we just had an awesome time. Mm-hmm. Now let me give you a couple of the highlights. Sure. Number one, dogs are allowed. Ooh, yes. On leash. <laughs> the entire canyon is leash only. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still really cool. Yeah, because both of the surrounding canyons don't allow dogs. So Yes, that's right. And, uh, and actually one point uh, about that is if you cross the ridge over into Big Cottonwood Canyon. You can be ticketed. Then you will be trespassing mm-hmm. if you are not the rules change on that ridge. Yeah. So not you won't be trespassing, but you will be vi- in violation. Yeah, so. it's like crossing state lines. <laughs> yeah. So you want to stay in Ferguson Canyon <clears throat> and uh, and also tons of tree cover. Mm-hmm. So once you get up in past the water tank, you enter the trees and you stay in them. That is so nice. And that Especially was... Especially for this heat. Yes, that was awesome. Now, my understanding is when you get real far up there, then you've got some meadows and things, some exposed areas. But that lower, the first couple of miles mm-hmm. in that lower area, it is just, you're just in the trees. And it was really beautiful because they have a lot of these rock faces there in Ferguson Canyon. And so it's, it is known to climbers. In fact, mm-hmm. we saw some climbers in there. It was pretty fun kind of watching them. They're, they're not huge. You know, you don't get the huge faces that you do in... In Big Cottonwood Canyon, you don't get that variety either. Mm-hmm. But there's some neat little areas, huh. and uh, and it was it was pretty cool to see some guys up in there, 
doing their thing. Yeah, that would be probably a good spot for beginners, I would think. Uh, that's what it seemed to me. Yeah. It seemed like there were a lot of handholds and, and just the type of rock there was hmm. seemed to be pretty generous. Were the uh, Was that area shaded where the climbers yep. were? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Because yeah. I've been climbing and in the, you know, blazing heat, 100 degrees, it's really yeah, and, <laughs> but, makes it difficult. Yeah, but when you're standing at the bottom of the rope, you're standing just in from the shade. Yeah. And, yeah. No, this was uh, all shaded. I mean, so, I mean, it's just, it was, it was cool. just beautiful. It was really awesome. And dogs are allowed. Does that mean that there's no water up there either? Uh, there is some water. Oh. And in fact, uh, there was there's mm-hmm. a very small creek that seems to kind of be dry much of the year, although there mm-hmm. was some stuff in there. Uh, it There was also a little spring right next to the trail. Oh, cool. Uh, which kind of fed a certain portion of that mm-hmm. little that little creek bed. So the the... Uh, the little spring, the spring formed a very tiny pool. Some people had kind of put a few rocks around it to kind of <laughs> help out a little bit. When I say pool, I mean large-ish puddle. <laughs> you yeah, know, was, with a little dam to hold it together. Uh, yeah, and uh, but you know our dog loves standing in it and yeah. drinking from it. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, doing the dog thing. Well, cool. Uh, it really was beautiful. I was impressed. And it was fun too. If you if you are kind of a geology guy, if you like rock collecting, there's a lot mm-hmm. to see in there as well. So all Good all stuff. the same stuff that have attracted miners to uh, to the area is visible in Ferguson Canyon as well. Mm-hmm. Big open seams of of quartz and mm-hmm. a lot of cool stuff. Very cool. One thing that was a little bit disappointing was there was a fair amount of vandalism, which oh. I know is not unique to Ferguson Canyon. They deal with oh. it uh, in other places as well, mm-hmm. but it was disappointing. Some of the some of the climbing faces had spray paint on them and. Signs have been vandalized. That's and such a bummer. It was a bummer. And you know who was really the most bothered was my oldest son. He he was like, that really offended him, that people would paint on those rocks. I'm I'm glad that it offended him. I was glad, too, except uh, now he wants to go up and clean them, which makes me really proud. Mm-hmm. But I'm also not exactly sure how that works. So I'm yeah. going to have to call the National Park. Yeah. because Or National Forest, because it's National Forest there. Yeah. Huh. And uh, so National Forest rules apply. Uh, there's no camping in the immediate uh, canyon area. You have to go back further if you want to camp. And, of course, there are no campfires allowed. Yeah. Uh, but there were a fair amount of campfire sites that we did stumble across where people held campfires anyway. Yeah. Huh. So uh, – but, you know, the, that's a real risk, especially in dry years like this. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I know it's fun to have a campfire up in the canyon, but if it says no campfires, for goodness sakes, yeah, you start that whole area on fire. I went camping recently, and there was a campsite full of teenagers, mm-hmm. uh, and it was we were we were backpacking, and they were having a massive fire that was not safe. Yeah, and then they were lighting fireworks. Oh, they geez. were you know just doing so many illegal things and not being careful, and it made me really upset. Well, yeah. I mean that that's that right there. They are really lucky. Yeah, they're really lucky yeah. Yeah. that they didn't start a fire because that's exactly how fires get started. And then, mm-hmm. you know, the, that one down in Brian Head, mm-hmm. I I saw just this week the price tag on it so far is like thirty four million dollars. It's no the forest fires are no joke. No, no joke. Mm-hmm. All right, so Ferguson Canyon, really cool. <laughs> we got a little sidetracked there. Now a couple of points to make: the trailhead is only open during daylight hours. Okay. So if you're up there after dark, uh, I don't know how often they patrol 
up yeah. there, but I think you're at risk of being towed out of there. Mm-hmm. I mean, realistically. And and it's and the, the trailhead is in a neighborhood. So you kind of have to be on your behavior because the first part of the trail walks you up past some people's backyards. You're parking mm-hmm. immediately across the street from people's driveways. Yeah. So yeah. I suspect that if you leave your vehicle there past dusk, there's a better than even chance that it might get called in. Mm-hmm. I don't know that for sure, but, yeah. you know, it's something to think about. Uh, how crowded was the hike compared to, you know, some, some other hikes maybe in Mill Creek or Neffs Canyon? Uh, less crowded, much less crowded. Mm-hmm. So it is uh, – we saw – and this was a Saturday evening. Mm-hmm. And we saw, I would say, including climbers and other hikers – I bet, I bet we saw a dozen people. Oh, wow. Okay. So, including three other dogs. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's not like other places where you're kind of always shadowing groups. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you're, you're still going to run into people. It's not, it's not yes. completely remote, but it does seem to be a little less remote. Okay. And uh, in part, I think, because it's the only option up there. You know, there's only one trail up and back, so there's not a mm-hmm. huge amount of variety. Mm-hmm. And there are no picnic tables. There are no places to, you know, stop and enjoy like yeah. there are in Mill Creek or other yeah. canyons. Yeah. And there are no large openings where you can kind of gather and hang out. So mm-hmm. it's it's quite a narrow canyon, and you've got the trail and the little creek, and you can't really get off the trail. Okay. You know? Yeah. You can't, you can't really. So I think that keeps the people down. Okay, cool. But if you're just looking for a nice little hike mm-hmm. up and down, it's very, very cool. And uh, there's a neat uh, outdoor classroom at the base, too, that's uh, handicapped accessible, wheelchair accessible. Oh, wow. With a ramp up to it. And they've got a little amphitheater. And uh, so it's cool. And it might be available for, you know, events if you've got a presentation you want to do, mm-hmm. looking for something kind of unique. And that's right at the trailhead. This is very cool to add to my collection of knowledge of things on the Wasatch Front. Yeah, you should check it out. You've got to kind yeah. of wind your way up through that neighborhood, but there are signs. Yeah, seems the way like to a f- good uh, weekday evening activity. For sure it yep. is. Yeah, yep. yeah, for sure it is. All right. Well, there you have it. We got something for you to get out, enjoy some nature, get a little activity, and maybe right thereafter, you head up Little Cottonwood to Snowbird on a Friday evening and see a great movie. Why not? For free. Yeah. Both free activities. Just bring your chairs. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, Ethan, and thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode and get out there and enjoy your Utah.